bomb. The service was excellent. It was quick. They did mess up my order. Mm. I almost bit my finger off them. And I called my nephew who lives up the street. And I said, mm. hey, do you want some free Jamaican food? Because mm. they messed it up and you can pick it up. Mm. And his lazy butt didn't Too lazy to get up. Bicycle, skateboard, or walk. A By mile, any means. A mile and a half to get a free special Jamaican treat. They only make, they have specials mm. once mm. a week. So mm. this was going to be the chicken stew. Mm. Mm. And I wasn't going to drive 20 miles to go back and get it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to let him know now I was going to make him a plate, but now mm-hmm. I'm not because you're mm-hmm. lazy. Lazy, and I'm going to eat the plate <laughs> right in mm-hmm. front of you and enjoy. I'm going to ask him to warm it up for me, too. <laughs> I just snorted that drink through my nose. <laughs> yeah, she going to say. Yeah, she going to say. Yeah, yeah, she about to be she not going to play with you. Yeah, she going to say. Yeah, she gonna say, yeah, she gonna make a move, and come out with two, yeah, she gonna say, yeah, she gonna say, yeah, she one of a kind, she speak what she got on her mind, yeah, she gonna say, yeah, she let her say, yeah, yeah, she gonna say, yeah, she gonna say, yeah, she gonna talk about it, go through it, she not gonna just walk around it, heard what she said, she standing on it, auntie don't play, she says she straight, she hold it down for the fan, hey, Vacation of toast in the sand, top of the line, and she ain't had a man. Knocking a lot, she gon' keep it a stack. Get out of line, she gon' keep you on track. Step out tonight, she gon' look like a snack. Don't raise your voice, so your ass make a smack. Head stay on point, walk around looking new. Lived in the 90s, so she know it's cool. Focus on her, she ain't worried about you. This a top three, and she ain't three or two, and it's something you knew. Okay, she patient, but don't test her gangster. She got flavor, season you with game. See, she cannot fake, cause all she know is real. Hey, so here's the deal. She gon' say it, and it's something you gon' feel. Yeah, she gonna say it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to She's Gonna Say It podcast. Titi here. Miss Lou on the mic. How is everybody doing? <laughs> We're back. We're not sick anymore. I can breathe. I can breathe. <laughs> We're not wheezing. Right. Ooh. I'm that wheezing ain't no joke. Sniffling. <laughs> well, we had a lot of fires out here in California, and the smoke, depending on where the wind goes, blows back and forth. Mm-hmm. And when you that wind comes down, it is thick. It looks like L.A. in the 80s with That's all the smog. Nasty. And if you have any type of respiratory asthma, even I don't have asthma only when I'm sick and mm-hmm. sometimes during like change of season. But yeah, that smoke will get you. But it will. It'll take you out for real. It's like the nastiness in it. Like I said in our last coffee talk, that's not the case for myself. It was the case for Miss Lou. For mm. me, it was my little crumb snatcher going back to school and bringing mm. back her germs. <laughs> and that's what it was. <laughs> okay, Miss Lou, where can they listen to our podcast? Um, I don't know. Let's see. Maybe they can listen to it at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. I'm going to say Amazon as well. Um, YouTube, Pandora, and of course, our lovely iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio is dogging us. Tap in, baby. Maybe we just need to... you're at and what's going on with you guys and then we're going to go from there and i'm going to put our email so they can hit us up <laughs> mm-hmm. and see where it goes and uh, that's that's my social engineering 
Social engineering. Yes. Okay. I wish that was a job title because I would be paid right now. <laughs> so would I. <laughs> so today is our book club. Hmm. Uh, like we said a couple weeks ago, we our first book club book hmm. is The Meaning of Mariah. We wanted to hit it off with some 90s shit. Since yeah. We're, since we're some 90s shit. Mm-hmm. So we have read the book. Mariah, you on fire. And we're going to discuss that today. Before we get started, we want to introduce our next book that we're going to read. We're going to give okay. ourselves a little longer. I think I pressured Miss Lou into uh, reading a little bit faster than she cares for. Uh, you and know also, this. She's going to get the audio book to listen hmm. to in her car because yes. she's more of an audio learner. And what yes. I've learned in life is everybody doesn't learn and take yes. information the same way. Some people need visual, some mm-hmm. people need sexual, and some people need audio. Yes. Okay. I need all of those three. I need video, um, sexual, and audio. Yes. Visual. Oh. Yes. Visual. visual? But books are, I mean, like reading books with words. Oh, when I say visual, like I have to see something, like I can see something and work in process and I can repeat it. That's why I mean by visual. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to read it because okay. I like to put on my reading glasses and look and then put my oh, hair in and a look bun important. and look smart. Like a teacher. Like a teacher. And then when the boo-boo comes in, then I take the pencil out my hair like a oh, star. Oh, oh, oh. And let it ripple on down. Mm-hmm. And say, yes, I'm sorry. I'm reading. Fuck me while I read. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. I'm with that. Oh, on a side note, I got in a tiny bit of trouble. On I don't remember what episode. It was about four or five episodes when I was talking about his body count. <laughs> he said, really, babe? Did you really put it out there? I said, babe, it's normal. And, <laughs> you, and he was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> but I got a little bit of a talking to Yeah, of course. But anyway. <laughs> They don't talk about my body count, girl. <laughs> I love it. I was like, I didn't know. I don't know the exact number, nor do you. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> if you lose track. <laughs> That's cute. Um, so, our next book okay. is called Quit Like a Woman, The Radical mm. Choice to Not Drink in a Culture Obsessed with Alcohol by Holly Whitaker. I don't know uh, what made us want to choose this book. We've been hearing about it. Teaching. Basically, the author... Quit drinking. It's basically a book about how alcohol is just infused into our lives and everything. Right. Baby showers, work events, brunch and book clubs. But it also talks about as a society, we are preoccupied with health and wellness, yet we uphold alcohol at some kind of magic elixir. Though it is anything but. Oh shit! It is a magic elixir. That is true. That red wine does magical things for people. The other thing it says is written in a relatable voice that is honest and witty. Quit Like a Woman is at once a groundbreaking look at drinking culture and a roadmap to cutting out alcohol in order to live our best lives without the crutch of intoxication. You will never look at drinking the same way again. I don't know if after I read this book, I'm going to stop drinking alcohol. I don't know if I'm going to cut down, mm-hmm. but let's read it together, guys. Okay, and let's check decide it out. together. What let's we're check it do. out. But at least it's worth giving it a try and see, read it, figure out what he's talking about, or she, because it has to be a she, right? It's a uh, woman? No, it's a, yeah. It's, it's a, a woman. Holly, yeah, because it's, it's by a woman. Okay. Um, the book came out, it's 2019. Oh, okay. Not bad. That's not too far. And if you guys have any suggestions on what books you would like us to read, 
um, well, I'm going to do one a month because that seems like a healthy timeline. And this is going to be our book for September, October. We're obviously in the middle of a month. Mm-hmm. And we'll take any suggestion. We might not do it, but you can suggest it. Oh, uh, we don't, we're open to a lot of stuff. Cause yeah. There's a lot of book. There's a lot of things in books that people don't know is out there, you know. And that's one of the things about um, Will Smith that I really loved. Because he's talked about one of his little... Um, motivational speeches he talks about running and reading and he was talking about how running um you know that little guy that you hear in the back of your mind that tells you you want to quit well stop listening to him and then you'll keep running and before you know it you've set your you've you know you've reached your goal and the other thing he talks about is with reading is that um everything that you possibly have gone through in life even if it's something that you know you think oh i don't want to tell anybody about there's a book about it you oh, know? there's a book about everything. everything. Right. And that was the truth. And you know, I when he said that, it I guess I knew that at some point in time, but when he said it, like, hey, there's 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 lots of different scenarios of different types of lives in these books. That's when I really started realizing, okay, I need to start reading more. I'm not always on Instagram. I'm like, yeah. I think of something. I'm like, let me research this. Yes. You see some political shit. Yes. On the, on let me look it media. up. I'm like, let me look at this bullshit. Yep. For example, someone posted the other day about the vaccine and we're not going to get into whether you want the vaccine, you don't want the vaccine. Right. It's a personal choice. You got to live with the consequences right. with or without. But they put an obvious crack baby on video that you know, right. obviously was was withdrawing off of right, drugs. Right. And said the mother got the vaccine while she was pregnant. Oh Lord. The only thing is, is most intelligent people can look at that and you and know see what it really is. Or truly know is. like this is some bull like what yeah. are they trying to do? But people believe it because that's what they want to they want to believe that narrative. Right. And I just believe that reading books I mean, you can read some crap books. I mean, Donald Trump could write a book and people believe everything right. it says. There's no laws out there there that says you can't write whatever crap you want to yeah. write. But I just miss reading and I actually have like 10 books up there that I'm we could pick out to read but mm-hmm. you know we're open to everything. We're open to some sleazy romance. Not- oh yeah I like shades the sleazy. Of, 50 Shades of Grey. I read the 50 Shades of Grey. You know your brother wouldn't let me when we were together. And it wasn't that I right. would listen to him but exactly. I was like I wasn't really that interested. Anyway at the like, time. I was like okay because I didn't want to read it anyway. Wow. but. Interesting. We'll mm. read anything. I'm going to have to figure out why. I want to know why. I'm going to have to ask him about you... that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I'm going to have to hear right. about it. You told her. Why you got to tell her everything, <laughs> TT? Oh, you guys still doing this podcast? <laughs> you right. know you listening. Right. You just hoping we talk about you. So hoping so you can call <laughs> us up and say something crazy. <laughs> exactly. Don't talk about me. <laughs> I love it. All right. So before we talk about the meaning of Mariah, written Uh by Mariah Carey Uh and her co-writer, forgot the name, Angela Davis. Yes. Angela, Miss Davis. T.T. has a little rant. Uh Uh-oh. Shit. Quote. Quote. My quote. Quote. If you're over 18, why are you still acting like you're in junior high, women? (laughs) Are women born to be catty? For example, my examples, snitching to try and make yourself look good or work up the ladder or make the other person look bad, a.k.a. snitching for no reason, attempting to alienate the person by whispering or stop talking when they walk by. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Pulling people aside like it's an important personal meeting, but it's for a silly reason, a.k.a. giving them a ream of paper for the copier. Right. 
or withholding information that could help another woman. Mm. Simple as like a dope skin product or right. like, oh, hey, I got a deal on this. I'll give an example. Look at this fly ass cheetah Adidas. What do we call these? Um, those are called the like the windbreaker. Windbreaker, I'm wearing. Uh-huh. The pullover windbreaker. The pullover windbreaker. With the zipper Adidas. in the front. By Adidas. This all day I dream dope. about sex. Sex it all day so in dad's apartment. I had sent a picture of a fruit bowl to my daughter, my older daughter, the other day. And I l- literally had like a centimeter of the sleeve <laughs> in the picture. And instead of looking at the centerpiece of the fruit bowl. Of course. She was like, what leopard windbreaker is that? <laughs> and I was like, dude, it's like barely an inch. Right. How did you know that? Well, I'll yeah. post that on the Instagram. Yes, please So you do. guys can see like yes. how ridiculous, like, like, like you really zoned into that leopard. <laughs> well, my whole thing was as soon as I walked through the door and seen her in it, I was like, yeah, put that on my list. And I was like, there's like three people ahead yeah. of you. <laughs> so I had it in work and I hung uh-huh. it on the hook. And uh-huh. then baby Jay said, um, girl, I knew that that's yours. And I already like, I just wanted to put it against my skin to see how it would look against my skin. I said, put my, put my jacket down. You can't have it. Shout out to baby Jay. That's what I'm talking about. And I was like, I'll get you one. So I went immediately to the website uh-huh. and I was going to get her one and my daughter one. Right. And another, another girl one because they love leopard. You didn't find it? It was sold out. But that's what I'm talking about. And these other wicked bitches out there, they'd be like, oh, I don't know where I got it. It's already it's, sold. Like, I think I got it at Ross. Yeah. You know you didn't get this shit at Ross. <laughs> what is wrong with you? You know you didn't get that at no damn Ross. Right. <laughs> I love it. But, you know, that's how people are. Right. Like, if I have a good deal, I want everybody to know, to know. know the good deal. Yes. Do you know what I just got? But yes. bitches aren't like that. But what I learned is, is that we were evolutionary wise, um, genetically made to be that way because women want that seed and that's why they do it. So according to researcher Tracy Balancourt, who wrote for the Journal of Philosophical Transaction of the Royal Society, said women use indirect aggression in relationships to take sexual rivals out of the picture. Wow. And that makes sexual sense. rivals. And that makes sense to TT. <laughs> I don't want your man. Right. So anyway, I understand. I'm sorry. But Got TT it. don't want your man. Right. Because if TT wanted your man, she would have already mm, had him. Mm, mm. I can say that now. Not when I was 20. I couldn't get any man. But yeah. Yeah. That is strife, though. Yeah, I can't stand these old hating ass. Fake ass, whack ass bitches out here. So what they say is backbiting is a form of indirect aggression because it is a low cost to them. They think they're not going to get caught making there's no injury to themselves, but injury to the other person. And oftentimes the person's motives aren't detected. Right. So it inflicts harm against the other person they're aggressing against, but uh, not towards themselves. Themselves. What the so poor example, poor example, <laughs> person so at work snitched on me the other day mm-hmm. about something so inconsequential, right. had nothing to do with them, didn't bother anybody, and my manager already knew I was doing it. Right. My manager approached me. It wasn't that I was getting in trouble. She basically said, mm, don't do that. I was like, yeah. okay. I was like, who told you? And she, of course, she didn't tell me. And I said, never mind. I I know know who it was. Because I felt the energy. Yes. And the fact of the matter is, is when it happened, I didn't let it bother me. And I didn't even tell my husband. 
I tell him everything at work because I was like, she's just jealous because Titi's fly and she's not. <laughs> Point taken. <clears throat> when I walked into work the next day, she looked at me like the motherfucking cat that ate the canary. <laughs> and she was like, hi, Titi. Oh, no. And that's when I oh, lost my shit. Not the two face. Oh, because that's exactly what it says in here. She thought that she could do it, not get caught for it. Right. Mm. So I let everybody know mm. that I knew what they thought I didn't know. What you think I didn't know. You know what? That's funny because I had kind of that same situation. I had a situation with someone at work. Of course, they went and snitched and told every you know people, oh, she talks so crazy to me. So fast forward, I did called in that next day. I think I was sick and had an appointment. And of course, um, of course, the banter in the in the break room was, yeah, she's not here because she had a meltdown yesterday because of what I said to her and blah, blah, blah. But the thing about it, it's not even what was said and, of course, heard by other coworkers and, of course, gotten back to me because, of course, I might have friends in the break room. Everyone loves Miss Lou, I think, except for that person. But, of course, when they're talking their shit, you know, it always gets back to that person who is said about, you know. But the funny thing about it, TT, that I didn't do, which usually normally I would call them out on that when they try to be like, oh, hey, how are you? Hi. Hmm. How are you today, Miss Lou? You're doing good? Great. Oh, that's wonderful. With a little straight face when you know that it's fake as hell. I, I, I'll allow them to go ahead and go with that. I usually do. Mm-hmm. And the point of the matter is, is that she's done the same similar thing to me about mm-hmm. three times mm-hmm. and okay there yeah. you go and one of Got the t- and one of those particular times she did with the same manager right so when the manager talked to me even though the manager already knew what i had done because i'd asked permission right i said you know i'm gonna start this off by saying you know when people snitch on you what is the intention behind it Thank because you. if i do something wrong then mm-hmm. i'm gonna own it i did everything they said i did yeah, I will own it. Everything. But you know the situation. Right. I know the situation. So now we need to talk about the intentions behind, behind. why that person did that. Mm. And because she did that to me for the third and final time, for right. me, it's three strikes, you're out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that part. Yeah. And um, now she knows I knew it was her. Mm-hmm. And the other time she did it, I called her out, too. Mm-hmm. And but I I guess I forgave her because I still talk to her, so now I just don't talk to her. Period. Now I sound like can't even talk in my grammar. No, yep. I do talk to her. <laughs> I talk if I have to talk. If to you her. have to, but work no, related. But no, work related. Correct. And it is eating her <laughs> up. So she keeps trying to snitch okay. on me. Uh-huh. She keeps trying to snitch on me. Mm. So I told my manager. I said again, you're allowing this behavior because right. every time she does it, you keep coming to me. Just because she says it does not mean it's true. You know what, though? I wish I had a manager like that that would actually address somebody if they're saying something. If somebody else is saying something about somebody. If it's true. Well, I think that the they're starting way. to put two and two and together, together because TT going to say it. And mm-hmm. TT says <laughs> it the same here that she does at work in front of her mama, in front of you. Yes. And I try to tone it down for my child. Right. But I'm a reasonable person yeah. until you make me not. Yeah. And so. My manager said, well, you just got to treat her like you treat me. And I said, no, I don't. No, I because do not. This, and I told her, this is who she asked for. And yeah, now this is who she's gets. getting. But that's my rant. Women, yeah. 
It's okay to be petty sometimes. Petty is different than catty. Yeah. Petty is totally different from catty. I mean, it's not, I'm not saying that it's an elevated level to be. Yeah. I mean, it's not Michelle Obama-ish. Yeah. But, I mean, everyone's petty. But to be catty and to try elevate yourself. Yeah, no. That's um, On the expense of someone else when what you're saying is not even valid. Right. It's just, it really shows who you are as a person. Eventually, it's going to catch up to you. Yeah, it does. Well, thank you for that. So let's get into this book. Jealousy book about Mariah. All right. So basically this book is broken up into four pieces. So the first part is the wayward child, early childhood. Interesting. What did you think about that? Um, It gives us a lot of insight into, you know, everyone's adulthood is directly affected by their childhood. Right. That's psychologically known. That's you know, common sense known. Right. So you can sort of see, not sort of see, you can see. Clearly see. Clearly see that she had a very traumatic childhood. Right. From what she writes. Um, Yeah. And you, and some of the things as simple as what we'll talk about, such as her hair. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Affects her adulthood to this day. Right. So the second part is called Sing Sing. So I believe that's the time, um, her time with Tommy Matola. So her time with her marriage. And right. she refers to Sing Sing as the mansion. The mansion. That they live in. But um, you know what the Sing Sing reference is? It's a maximum security prison right. on the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah, it's very famous. Very famous. All right. And the third part is about all that glitters. I like that title, all that glitters. But I think that talks about mainly about her life during that movie project, uh, Glitter, and then the ending part of her relationship with Tommy, maybe. And then um, the fourth part is Emancipation, which is my favorite album all time, Emancipation of Mimi. That that, that album gives me light. We already talked about that. Mm -hmm. They know. Yeah, you sure do know. But this one is just, it's not too much detailed but it's as a you know as much as her early life, but it's still got some 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 juice in there. So anyway, let's start with the wayward child, early childhood. So very early in the book, she talks about her feelings being a mixed child, right? Um, her feelings about the violence in her home, her yeah. feelings about her father. She really loved her father, right? You can and her, tell that, and her father really, um, despite. Whatever he had to go through, I understand he was falsely accused of raping a woman, um, and he was actually acquitted of that, um, which, you know, if there's no way if he did it, that they would have acquitted him because that's not what they do to black men, especially back then. Especially back then. Especially now, let's face it. Period. But um, but how that in itself affected him. Yeah. Can you imagine? her mother was... A white woman. Mm-hmm. Um, she was an opera singer in New York. They lived in New York, and you know about how her family treated her. Right. Uh, most of the book is a lot of it's about her childhood mm-hmm. and her days with Tommy. The last section is about more modern days, and they mm-hmm. don't really. It's very. Um, it's not ambiguous. It's just not as detailed yeah, as her early childhood. Very vague. So I feel like another book might be coming. Okay. So she touches on like Nick Cannon. She touches on Jer- Derek Jeter. She touches on, you know, some other things, but um, it's not as detailed as her childhood. And you can right. just tell by reading it how well, much I her. Think me personally, what I took from that from this whole. A portion of her, the section of her, 
is that she wanted people to kind of get more of an idea of how she grew up. Because I think when she first came out, it was really, it was a mystery of who she was, where she came from, like where she, we just knew that she was with Tommy Mottola mm -hmm. and he was the big wig. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty much all we knew. And that she was young, he was older. And that was pretty much it. That was in the media. So there wasn't too much. And then you could kind of see the relationship with her our mom it was kind of weird. You know, every now and then she'd be there. But she would speak of her as, oh, she wouldn't really speak of her as so much in the beginning. No. And yeah. there was always those rumors that she denied being black. Right. And that she was the other part. Adamantly denies that in this book. Yeah. That she ever said that, that she, she wasn't. But when she speaks that, it makes sense. Like when she started like her first song with ODB. Yeah. Um, I mean, she was reaching out. We'll talk about that later. Right. There's a lot to talk about with Tommy Mottola and that. Um, right. Why would someone that denies their black really reach out to that? To yeah, be an R&B exactly. hip hop music. Because of that genre that she was in, even with the vision of life, that wasn't necessarily like pop music, what they kind of say. So I want to say it was more soulful. Oh, so, the yeah. oh, the first album. Yeah, definitely. That I mean, that's one of my favorites too. Yeah. But I'm glad that she veered in the direction that she wanted to Me go. Too. But I mean, look at everybody in their first album. They they're definitely directed by the right. Uh, so the thing about which was kind of weird, I guess. So my whole understanding is I know that Mariah was the youngest one and I know her sister had to be about eight years plus older than her. So I'm assuming that her brother had to be at least 10 years older than her at least. No, I think he was the oldest. Uh, I don't know exactly the ages. In yeah, between. because it's from some of the stories. It sounds like she was just like a real little girl, like seven. And he was like a teenager. Yeah. And then also that she was just of... tiny, tiny. Yeah, bits. true. That too. Tiny, tiny built. I mean, they, I believe they all came from the same father. Mother and father. Yeah. Right. Well, she, they did talk about that in part of the book where she says that there was a rumor or she wasn't quite sure about her older brother mm. being her father's kid. And that's why they were such, you know, such um, but she definitely turmoil suffered. with that She talks fighting. about she definitely suffered. She was lightest skin. Yeah. And her hair was blonde. And they resi probably resented her well, Obviously that. darkened up. But I mean, yeah. you know, a lot of kids... Of course. They have blonde and then they darken up. Of course. On page nine, uh-huh. One of the things that really kind of bothered me and I it was the first thing that I highlighted is she said, By the time I was a toddler, I had developed the instincts to sense when violence was coming as mm. though I was smelling rain. Can you have, have you have you ever have you ever said that to yourself? I can smell rain. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. When I read that, I, that blew my mind because I was just like, damn, that's like that's crazy. I don't know if I was ever that young. I could say that statement that young. I mean, I can definitely say I've had that feeling when I was nine or 10 because they say yeah, your most yeah, informative yeah. years are between the ages of, you know, infancy and five years old. Like yeah. that's when basically everyone has developed their character right? and their personality and their experiences. So her, I guess her brother's name, Morgan, her mm -hmm. sister's Allison. Yeah. Her mother is named Patricia. Right. So it's um, in the book, it's, if even from the beginning, she does use use names, but she it, does. Should, it should be noted that she now refers to her brother and sister when she talks about them as her ex sister, her ex brother, and mm. she refers to her mother as Patricia. Right, and, and her dad too, because I noticed that in a couple of. But she always of, says my father. But she, she does. But she does give his full name. Right, she'll speak of his name, and I thought that was just I don't know. I think that was some kind of. But she'll say my father, Sadness such and such, that. my yeah. father, my father. Yeah. But she'll say Patricia. Right. Ex-sister, ex-brother. Right. 
And there's a lot of sadness. And when you read the book, you realize it's not until very recently that she refers to them as that. Like, yeah. she gave them chances after chances, chances after chances. Yeah. And we have to remember this is her memoir. Uh, her brother and sister have tried to sue right. her over this book. I don't know about her mother. So this is, is her memoir. So everything is from book her memories is alleged, what, or, alleged, right? And these are what she, how her 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 take on it, but her perception. Looking of back it. on the history, because we picked this book to begin with, because you know we grew up on Mariah, right? So it's something that I think we can relate to as. Of course. 40 something women. So a lot of And it, we went through that. We were around the same age yeah. and we watched her grow through this and go through this. I think with she's her life. 52 now. No, she's like 52. Because I think I was, when she came out, I was like, let me find No, out. she, no, I remember being in junior high and um, seventh grade when Vision of Love came out. So well, you're a little younger than me. I'm one year younger than you. Okay. We're going to go with that. So Vision of Love came out when I was in the seventh grade. But then again, I skipped a grade. So I'm still, I'm a little, yes, I did skip a grade. I skipped kindergarten because I moved from England oh and I was very gosh. smart. <laughs> so we're going to look up how old, I'm pretty sure she's 52. So Mariah Carey was born in nine, uh, March 27, 1970. So she is approximately six years older than me. She's 52. Mm-hmm. So Say that's it. about right. 52. You're right, TT. Say it again. You're right, TT. Say it again for the back. Well, you're right, fucking TT. <laughs> fucking A. So then that means I had to be, if she was 19, I had to be. So if she. So I was 13? She, she was came out with young, a lot? I was in seventh grade. You fucking were probably in eighth. What year did you graduate? I was in eighth, probably eighth grade. What year did you graduate? 94. I graduated in 95. So you were in eighth grade. I was in seven. That's insane. I remember specifically because I remember. It, okay. Yeah. yeah. I just because I remember. That's right. It was I her. Was and it was. Grade. It was eighth and it grade was Whitney year. Houston. Um. Because that was our biggest topic in eighth grade in the squad area. It was like Mariah Carey. She had well, her hair is mixed looking. She has to be mixed. She's mixed, but she's not saying she's black. And but her hair it is was curly. the same time that Whitney Houston's "I Will Always Love You" came out. No way. Junior high. I remember it was. I was right before. You're right. You're yeah. right. It was, yeah. Say it You're again. right. Because I was had to be eighth grade, ninth grade when I was like, I fucking love that song. Mm-hmm. And that's when I found out that it was really um, Dolly Parton, who's who's the original mm-hmm. singer. Okay, you're right. Mm-hmm. Carry on. So she said her brother was always extremely violent. He fought with his dad and knocked his mother out unconscious. Right. She talked about a story about how when that happened... There's a quote in the book that says, my eyes were still fixed in place. Only now I was looking at my mother collapsed in a crumpled pile on the floor. Right. She called a neighbor, right? Yeah. One of her, her mom's closest friends. And then the police came and yeah. she was blacked out. Yeah. Uh, and she par- said all she remembers is the cops asking her questions. And-, and apparently her brother at that time was also involved in like a murder for hire. I don't know if he got convicted. Right. Basically he was... He was swelling out. So my whole thing was, I was thinking about that. You know, that could have been a, it could have been the whole situation where dad didn't think he was his kid, which causes the commotion. Or it could be, it could have been where- Mental illness. Mental illness, where because the kid was just out of control. Morgan was just out of control, too much going on. And One thing they don't talk about in this book, remember about three years ago, she had a People magazine about being bipolar? Yeah. Bipolar type 2, which is the lesser version of bipolar type 1. So bipolar type 2 is more, you might go into a hypermanic state, Mm -hmm. but you never really get manic. Right. Bipolar 1 is you've had more than one manic episode. So they 
according to the articles, she said she's bipolar type two, two which is the lesser version. Right. So it runs in the family. So it's very possible you know, he yeah. has undiagnosed mental illness. I because don't know. of course, yeah, definitely. I believe that because definitely back in the seventies, they didn't have that those diagnoses. And but what I find interesting is that she doesn't really talk about that talk in the book. Because I thought she was going to. I was waiting for it. And she never But did. that's probably because she's still getting treatment for it. You know what I mean? She's probably well, still getting treatment. It's also very, what's the word? Not embarrassing, but yeah. very misunderstood. Misunderstood, definitely. Especially in, you know, minority communities. Yeah. Right? Definitely. You know, oh, they're just touched in the head. They're, yeah. Oh, he's a little Let's pray, pray for them. Pray for him. Yeah. He so maybe Jesus, that's not why. Girl. And he maybe Jesus. she's yeah. not ready to really talk about it in a book yet. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, the latter part of our life is very short and sweet in this book. Right. It's really well. That's about because her I feel life. like she's still kind of going through that right now. Correct. She hasn't gone. She hasn't gotten that closure for it. With the with the childhood, you know, you get to a point, certain point, where you get that little bit of closure, where you're just like, you know what, I'm I'm past that. We're done. There's nothing I could fucking do with about it. I mean, I don't even know if more if if her dad. I know her dad's not alive i don't think anymore no he passed away right so that part it just kind of i think once someone passes away it just kind of goes with it I, I know morgan is still alive and i know her sister is still alive so with them not having any dealings i think it kind of just and they're probably pissed because i know she talked about paying for many many premium rehabs for her sister yeah. all this stuff for her brother and she's probably cut him off and yeah. now they're pissed yeah. And now she wrote this book. Because they probably didn't even, they probably, no telling what was going on in their life, but they probably didn't grow from it. And also, let's pause right here. The stuff you're going to hear about, they never were for her to begin with. Right. But when she hit it big, we can have a whole discussion about, oh, all of a sudden she's making hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. And now, oh, that's my sister. That's my sister. And she's saying all those songs about us. Yeah. <laughs> so early on in Wayward Child, she also talks about it was hard for her to be deal with being mixed because she was too dark for outsiders. Right. And she was hated for being so light and blonde in too her family. Too light for the family. And then there's a specific story. She says she was eighth grade that these girls invited her. And she said she already had experienced racism, but she was invited to like a... Like, not a long distance trip, but two hours away with her friends in a cabin. Right. And when they got her there, they, like, took her to a room and they were, like, calling her all sorts of stuff that I'm not allowed to say. Right. (laughs) And that she was trapped. She felt trapped. And she felt like the parents knew what was happening and didn't help her. Mm -hmm. And that she was kind of stuck in a situation. And can you imagine being stuck in that situation two hours away? I couldn't even imagine. That would just... I would lose And it. she said she was little. She was, I mean, she's little now. She's probably 110 pounds wet. You know, she actually, in her pictures, when I was looking through there, she reminds me of one of my little cousins. And I totally seen her like that. And how her her physique and her mental thinking of thinking she's not, something's wrong with her because everybody else is reacting differently. I just, I felt for her in that book. I, I, it just made me sad because I was just like, I hate for, I hope that no little girl is going through that right now. There's a ton of little girls going through that. And I know that. And and that's the sad part. And just to know that, especially with the having an African-American side or I'm saying black American side, I am, I'm not using African-American anymore because I'm not from Africa. I don't know any of my relatives that have come from Africa. So I'm black American and I totally relate with her. It's just like, 
it's hard because you, you're just not black enough for your family and you're too black for other people. And no matter how blonde your hair is, how curly, straight, what you look like, how light your skin is, how white your mom is. It's like, come on, you know, you see me walk around with this white woman holding her hands and you still want to treat me crazy? Yeah, I don't... Oof, it's just painful. It's painful. So like I said, I'm not trying to dismiss that statement. Yes. I totally get it. You get it. Well, no, I get it to the extent that I can. Yeah. Like I said, she now refers to her mother as Patricia. That's correct. Um, and I couldn't imagine calling my mother Claire. Hello, Claire. Your mom would beat your ass. Right. <laughs> she would go hog ass crazy on you. Because I, I know. know. I know your mother. <laughs> right. She beat my ass. It's a you lost your damn mind, girl. Go on, go back out that door. But and come she back was in. a. I mean, if you talk about it culturally, she yeah. was a white mother. That's true. But uh, but she wasn't doing that at the time. At the time, yeah. No, she did it after the. As fact. she's gotten older. So it's kind of like you know her dig back to her. Right. So she refers to her as Patricia, a poor caretaker and jealous of her success because her mom was in New York on I don't know if it was Broadway or on the opera. Yeah, scene, she and she was a, a very great singer. singer. Yeah. And the first time, time, so the first person that she talks about heard her sing was her little girlfriend. Yeah. And she, and I guess her girlfriend, I think her name was Maureen, mm -hmm. which is my mother's name, nice. said, um, when you sing, it sounds like instruments are playing with you. I love that. I remember her saying, I remember Oprah and her talking yeah, about that. Yeah, she did that. say that in the interview. Yeah. But she said that's what kind of like sparked it for her. Yeah. But the um, other she, part, there was another part too in that part where she was talking with her mother in the car. They were on a ride somewhere. Oh, I have it right here. Yes, and it one on of the songs come on that we. That, oh uh, no, not that. This is the beach in her hair. Because another thing that was she talks about extensively in the book is uh -huh. about as a mixed child, her hair was always tangled. Yeah, and she always felt like insecure. Right. Because her hair was never done right. Okay. And so, then when she went to her black family side right. they'd be like oh, oh why does your hair look like this? like this yeah and then it made me feel type of way because you know my kids are mixed and right. when i had my oldest daughter i was like always like i better have her hair right i don't want people judging me right. that was my youngest one i'm like i'll do her hair um i know how to do her hair i can right. braid it i can do all sorts of mm -hmm. things and if i can't then i just call you thank you but we always talk about her kitchen the little thing in the back that she I cut just, just to her. let you know she cut it i asked her how her kitchen was doing today <laughs> she's like don't bully me about my kitchen and then i'll be like and i tell her let me do your hair i don't want you to do my hair i said yeah. you want to look like a ragamuffin she's like yes and I'm yes like, oh, okay off you go, go. Ahead. right go ahead she's happy like i would do her hair if she asked me can you do this sure let's do it wait first of all let's just back this up first of all no one did for Mariah's all hair. no for all oh. the caucasian women out there <laughs> if you cannot if you if if you do not know what you're doing with these mixed, they're going to come out with black people hair. If you don't know what you're doing, don't have babies with black people. If you don't know what you're doing, you ain't going to try it and at least attempt to help these poor little children because they need it. Okay. First and foremost. Second of all, I've never seen my niece with a bad hair day. I even have. Okay. You could, you <laughs> could say that because your mom. Can you even, we can call her in the room right now. I know. I looked at her little, her little dry ponytail. But I was just like, you know what? They're, when they get to a certain age and you're fighting with them every day. There's a story about little Lou that I have that I will say for one time later, but I got tired say of it now. Okay. Fuck it. Cause she would always fight with me every morning about her wardrobe. She'd be wanting to wear all these crazy ass ballroom gowns and stuff that my mom would buy her. <laughs> and I'd be like, look, you, you're going to school to play. You're in kindergarten. Like you cannot wear your princess outfit 
wedding dress that you wore to your uncle's wedding to school. No, you can't. There's a day for it for dress up day, picture day. Mm -hmm. Picture day, we go all out. Ballroom dresses and Mm -hmm. everything. But every day, you cannot. You cannot wear the high heels every day. No, okay. they're not high heels, the little, yes. the little Lego heels. Yes, the, the little Lego. Lego heels, okay? <laughs> and then so I said, okay, fine. One day I was fighting with her. It was, it was, I was just, I was fed up. And she was like, I am wearing this, mom. I don't care. I'm not going to school. Because she talked like a New yeah, Yorker. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I am I don't not care. going to school unless she was I wear so cute my when she talked like that. Her hair was beautifully braided because I spent hours braiding her little singles or whatever. And I'm just looking at this pretty little princess like, please just put the jeans on, the shorts and the sneakers. Mom, you'll have so much fun if you just put jeans on and go to school. No! I want to wear my bell costume with the high heels. <laughs> I've been there. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to play with you. Okay, go ahead. Wear it. Fine. F it. Wear it. Do it. And she wore it to school. And boy, when she came home, she was so angry. <laughs> I saw her walking, dragging the backpack down the aisle as I'm watching Aww. her come down the street. I'm like, why is she dragging her Little backpack? Lou. She she had her she had the high heels off and was holding the high heels in the other hand, dragging the backpack, walking. So I said, you know, I I and Elijah, of course, he's he's above her. He's you know, come, come running up the stairs, like, I don't know what's wrong with the girl. So I asked him, hey, what, so what happened at school today? Why are you? She's like, I'm so mad. Why are you mad, little Lou? All my friends had, all my friends had my jokes friends. today. <laughs> I said, why did they have jokes, little Lou? Because they kept asking me if it was bedtime. <laughs> and I said, why were they asking you if it was bedtime, little Lou? Because of my dress. My dress. My dress. <laughs> And I said, because that's why is it? They kept asking me if it's Halloween. Oh, <laughs> little, little Lou, I wish and you still talk like that. We lived in the hood, boy. And them kids gave her the business at school. And I told her, I said, go ahead. You go to school with all these black kids. Trust and believe you will come home and know what you're going to wear tomorrow. Hey, but where she lived then <laughs> helps her for where she lives yes, now. indeed. Because she be stepping out with the drip now. She know, like, hey, don't even play with me. I'm not I guess the reason I don't feel so guilty is because she has a choice. She wants me to do her hair. Yeah. Then I'll do I'll it. I'll do it. But she wa- I told her the other day, did we explain what the kitchen is yet? Explain what the kitchen okay. is. Okay. So the kitchen is... And Miss uh, Livy P is the one that invented yes, this word. Yes. It's a bit a long word coming. It's a lot of... A lot of uh, black Americans know about the kitchen, okay? So what the kitchen is, is the back of your neckline and the (laughs) hairline. That whole little strip around there, okay? So basically how we, why we called it the kitchen is because back in the day when you used to get your hair pressed and you had to hold your head down so that your mom, because you always wanted that slick ponytail and all this little kitchen stuff to be all straight. So she would tell you to hold your head down and she'd be like, I'm about to get the kitchen. Because you're going to get burnt. Because you're going to get burnt. That grease is gonna crackle. You're gonna hear yeah. it crackling. Don't move. Don't move. But the thing about <laughs> set that ass on Mini TT is yes. that she cut her kitchen. <laughs> so <laughs> I okay. I still okay. I, I don't still know when she them. did it, but I was I was oh, <laughs> I didn't get doing her hair. One, it was about a year or two ago. It feels like so long. It's the kitchen does not want to grow back. It don't. It it's growing back though. And I said. Oh, you have a lot of baby hair growing back. And then she kind of twitched a little bit. And I was like, did you cut it? Yes. And I'm like, why? I don't even know what the answer was at this point. <sighs> but I said, what did you? So the other day I was like, what do your friends say about their ki- your kitchen? And she said, they say they like it. <laughs> <laughs> so she has 
no shame. I would so do the, that so too. I have the new Dyson hair straightener, oh so I'm like, let, I'm just gonna. If you don't want to put your kitchen up, I'm just gonna straighten it. Yep. So now she you has. Fix the... She can have her curly hair on top, and yep. she can have her straight, straight kitchen, kitchen on top. In the back. <laughs> so I said, party up top, business in the back. <laughs> Don't be doing my knees But I like understand. That. Yeah, well, I do because she yeah. cut her kitchen yeah. and it makes me upset because I feel like I'm being judged. Yes. No, I don't actually don't care if I'm being judged. I did care with the oldest. Like I was very insecure yeah. about that yeah. as a white woman. Yeah. Like not like feeling like I wasn't doing, but I used to do all sorts of stuff to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, I'm like, yeah. you want to walk around it, with yeah. a messy kitchen? With a dry ponytail in a messy kitchen? Go ahead, girl. <laughs> Go ahead. She's at that age. Like she. She's so yeah. confident she doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. Once mm-hmm. I got to that age, my mom was like, okay, do your own hair then. Fine. Yeah. If you don't like my hairstyles. And I did. Ooh, that was a tangent for your ass. Ooh. You ain't kidding. So, speaking of her hair, she said, on rare occasions, my mother, brother, and I would take a drive to Jones Beach as a family. Oh, yeah. I gradually, though, I became aware that my hair had started to move. This was when her brother's friend in the back seat nonchalantly combed the hair on the way to the beach nonchalantly like she he just started we'll start brushing her because hair. he was like this this is he's probably this child needs to get her hair yeah. brushed you can't let it dread up oh my over the course of the ride without a single word exchanged between us he removed all the knots and confusion from my hair by the time we arrived at the beach my hair was no longer a burden it was liberated i dashed straight to the water Oh, how I love the ocean, a gift from my mother. And as I ran, I could feel my hair buoyant and blowing in the wind for the first time. Hallelujah. My hair was actually blowing like in the commercials. Wow. And then that beautiful moment turned into this. Mm. Basically, she talked about drowning in the ocean. Right. But what I believe to be God's grace, the ocean decided to give me back to the earth. I lay motionless on the grainy wet sand, winded and salty. When I realized I was alive, I stood up to look for my mother. I spied her and my brother lying on an olive blanket in the distance, shades on, nonchalantly sunbathing. Obviously, I realized a mighty wail, which divulged into hysterical crying, finally catching my mother's attention. Yet another close encounter with death. I was a wreck, but my hair wasn't. Right. It was still in wingy ringlets. I had achieved perfect beach hair. That day, I almost died, but my hair was done. Right. And she talks about that because she also yeah. talks about how um, when she's talking about her hair is now you know why I want these blowouts and yeah. all my like it's- hair with the fan mm-hmm. blowing every time she's performing. I'm like, damn, Mariah got the full. She that's where Beyonce got it from because Mariah was doing that shit first with the fan. And yeah, she, was like, she said I wanted oh. that angelic hair. I wanted it so bad. And it was just flowing. I'm like, oh god, I wish I was mixed. Oh, and I used to put a blank up. Uh, a shirt over my hair and be standing there like I'm Mariah. Yeah. So I think that we should put a pause right here. Okay. We could talk about this for about two hours. Our fans say they like the little commute, mm-hmm. little hour episode mm-hmm. here and there. So let's put a little pause in here. And Perfect. So we're pausing at uh, Sing Sing because we really haven't gone. Uh, we're into not that. quite. We're still. We're still in the wayward child. Yeah, we're not quite yeah. at Sing Sing yet. Nice. But because um, emancipation is so short, I think that. Right. And we did the my little rants about biatches. Biatches. All right, so we're going to put a little pause here, but we're, we'll be back very soon. We'll be back. Remember to subscribe to us on IG at She's Going to Say It, Facebook, She's Going to Say It, groups and pages, and email us with anything that you want to at She's Going to Say It at gmail.com. And we will be 
back soon to entertain you. Tea, tea out. <laughs> Miss Lou out this bitch. Hey.